0: Hello listeners, this is Rupa from Touch A Life Foundation bringing you an episode of the Career Elevations. I have the proud privilege to talk to Barry Rudolph, who has uh, joined us as part of the TAL leaders at uh, Touch A Life Foundation. Welcome Barry, hello and how are you today?
1: I am doing great, it's great to be here Rupa, thanks for having
0: me. Absolutely. So Barry, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing uh, now and what has your journey been so far?
1: <laughs> uh, well, it's been a fairly long journey, uh, for, uh, for sure. But that's um, so at the moment I am. Um, I'm not a young guy. I'm 68 years old. Uh, I'm on I'm no longer working full time. The I'll talk a little bit about a CEO of a startup company that we sold about uh, Uh, last September, seven or eight months ago. Uh, But I'm on one public company board, I'm on one private company board, I'm on three advisory groups, and then I'm starting to work on Touch Life. So and taking care of uh, a couple of days a week, two grandkids, one two and one six months which is where I'm at today, actually. So <laughs> they're <upstairs laughs> doing whatever. There may be chaos upstairs for all I know. <laughs> That's
0: what I'm That's doing. That's fantastic. I mean, it really makes me excited to see how rich your entire journey has been and uh, the variety of things that you have been doing now and what you have accomplished. Tell us a little bit about your corporate journey prior to going into uh, this mode of operation. Uh, sure. So,
1: um, well, let's see, where do I even start? I'll, I'll, real briefly, um, I, I've always been kind of somebody interested in technical stuff and and given my age and time frame, a lot of it around radio and communications and that kind of thing. So I think I built my first shortwave radio when I was six and um, it, it blew up when I plugged it in. So it wasn't a great <laughs> start, but, but we, we tried. And so I've always kind of been interested in that. I My educational background, I got a bachelor's degree in general engineering and then a master's degree in electrical engineering, and then subsequent to then a master's in business. Uh, and I, I uh, joined uh, the IBM company um, uh, after I got out of graduate school with uh, the engineering degree and um, did about everything you could do in a, uh, in a product-related group for the first half of my career. I was with IBM for a short little tiny period of 33 years. (laughs) Um, And uh, the first half of my career, I did, uh, I probably wouldn't be able to remember all the stuff, but manufacturing, manufacturing, engineering, test engineering, quality, um, uh, field support, level one, level two, level three, software development, ASICs development, hardware development. So that, again, I can't remember all this stuff. I was obviously not very good at anything. So I kept moving around and uh, oh, getting good no. experiences, et cetera. <laughs> um, and then I had an opportunity. Uh, I'd been with IBM probably 10 years um, and uh, had kind of a, a an interesting transition, a, a kind of a career-changing thing. And I got involved for the first time with a customer, and it was on a product that we were just about ready to make generally available, and had an issue with it. And they were doing an early ship program with us. And, um, and so I got to actually go, you know, form a group and actually understand what the problem was and get it fixed and then go talk to the customer. And what was life changing about it is I had always been in kind of hardware and infrastructure and that kind of stuff. And these customers, all they wanted to talk to me about was software and the environment <laughs> that they lived with. And I'd been, like I said, there were 10 years, I had no idea what the heck they were talking about. And so I came back to the ranch, so to speak, and got some mentor, you know, mentors that helped me understand what in the world these customers were talking about. And it just expanded my point of view entirely. Gave me an opportunity to communicate with people and etc. So I actually anointed myself as their partner. Uh, this was a, a company called US West, which is one of the the phone companies, the regional Bell companies um, uh, in the United States on the west coast, northwest, and uh, and it was really life changing in a number of dimensions, communications, interaction with people, learning kind of a broader set of skills and and really. Kind of changed my career vector for sure. Um, so that was kind of the first half of my career. Um, and then I got an opportunity to actually run worldwide businesses. Um, and really, really different. And I, by that time, I'd gotten an MBA and thought I knew all sorts of cool stuff about p <laughs> and P&Ls and all that kind of thing uh, and marketing, et cetera. Uh, so, the first business I ran was a backup archive business with tape drives and big robotic libraries and uh, backup software and that kind of stuff. And uh, we grew it from, I don't know, about 700 million a year to 1.2 billion in, in about uh, two and a half years. So, so, it was a lot of fun. And I very much realized the power of having a team that. Actually knows what they're doing <laughs> and are skilled at marketing and skilled at go-to-market models, et cetera. And a lot of things I thought I knew from just learning in the university, I I really didn't know. But I but I learned. So really life-changing again to run a worldwide business. Uh, and then I uh, got an opportunity to run the the um, big disk storage array business for IBM. That was Quite a bit larger. That was close to five billion a year, and I don't know, maybe ten or fifteen thousand people in it. Um, and then did some work in networking and just a whole bunch of stuff in you know, a lot of different experiences. Uh, acquired a few companies. The last one was in the Bay Area, <laughs> you know, and uh, and then I retired from from IBM. So uh, at the end of twenty ten. So. Wow. So that was wow. the IBM piece of the equation. I don't know if you want to talk about what's after that. There's been years
0: after that, but definitely, let's uh, just kind of recap a few things that I thought that was amazing in your 33 years of IBM. One, I think what you told me about your childhood working on a little radio that blew up. Failure is always the first part of success, uh, mm-hmm. as you see it grow. So that I thought was a really uh, cool story to relate to. The other piece that uh, caught my attention was your next phase of journey. You started working with uh, uh, your uh, engineering degree and then um, got yourself into one of the larger uh, companies at that time uh, coming out of college. And again, you talked about uh, how you dabbled with many, many, many facets of the business And the third point of intervention that I thought was a really key highlight was your life-changing moment with uh, working with the customers. So I think as we all kind of choose careers or pivot on careers or uh, look to grow and be that superstar that you want to be and achieve what uh, Barry Rudolph has in all of his 33 years, I think is about opening your avenues learning and keeping that learning constant. And then you talked about moving into your business degree and not, you know, uh, you had no real life experiences, but you had all the cool ideas to work with. So that's, again, another fantastic thing to kind of keep in mind as you move um, uh, through the career ranks. I think it's also important to kind of uh, reflect back and say, do I know it all or do I hire people that uh, know it all to support me and be able to understand that uh, final mission or um, strategy uh, to success uh, for yourself and for the organization that you work for? So,
1: Absolutely. I have a couple of comments just on your comments. Uh, but, uh, um, one of the things that was really important, and sometimes I got some help, um, a lot of times I got help, uh, I'll, I'll make two comments. One around failure. Um, it's really easy to get comfortable. And sometimes at a big corporation, it's even easier, right? You can kind of find your little niche and become very comfortable. And in some cases, get very good at a very narrow uh, element. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It means some really brilliant people that make big impacts uh, have these kind of very narrow type focus skills. For me, it was the ability to uh, keep, Getting up every time that there was something that that got in the way and not in an aggressive context, but just being willing to learn from the the things that happened that didn't go as I thought they were going to go and keep Mm -hmm. working on it. Um, The other comment I'll make, and it was the transition when I uh, started running businesses from being a working engineer, an engineering manager, a functional manager, I got a little help with that. I was very comfortable in the role, the technical roles and probably suited my history and background. Um, But I also wanted to have an impact on the business in a better, a broader context. And so I got an opportunity to run this tape and backup business and the senior executive that was running the entire group. So probably had a, a, maybe a $20 billion business, $30 billion business. um, He, suggested that I should go do this. And I was very comfortable doing what I was doing. So Mm -hmm. I said no. (laughs) And uh, he asked me again. And I said no with some really good reasons. And the third time he asked me, he asked me in the following context, would you like to go run this business for us or would you like me to fire you? And so (laughs) the answer was, this is a great idea. I'm going to go run this business. This is going to be a great great plan. So I got some nudging along the way. But the lesson was... Be willing to step outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I learned so much, and my 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 career and my professional life changed immensely with that nudge, and and all for the better. Um, my impact on the company, the business, customers, uh, the things that I learned, the people I got to work with, uh, really expanded dramatically. So I'm always been thankful mm-hmm. for that nudge, and it probably it took the nudge to be honest, uh, but. But be willing to step outside your comfort
0: zone
1: and learn. That's perfect. a perfect thing.
0: Absolutely. That was pretty nice. And it's actually a fantastic segue to my next question to you, Barry. I was going to ask you, how did you get to the point where people recognized your greatness, but sometimes you probably didn't know it, like you said, initially, or uh, maybe not willing to step out of the box or take that risk at that point in time? How do you surround yourself with inspired people or uh, people who can give you that opportunity? How do you do that?
1: Uh, Well, I can speak uh, just for my own experiences and not only for myself but others. Um, So I think the one thing is kind of understanding yourself is important and knowing what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And we all have both. We all have strengths Mm -hmm. and weaknesses. Um, and I'll use an anecdotal element just to make that point. Um, I'm a very, very structured person. I like structure. I like to-do lists. I like, I like approaching problems. And, and part of that's, you're, you know, you're trained that way as an engineer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm probably annoyingly so, frankly. But, and so <laughs> I always wanted to have around me colleagues that were, I, I call them orthogonal thinkers, that mm-hmm. they just thought completely out of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, one gentleman I had working with me for a number of years, and he was Larry. Larry would come into my office and go, Barry, I got this great idea. How about this? And I would say, Larry, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. He'd go, Fine. <laughs> How about this? M- Larry, still not very bright. And Larry would say, okay, that's no problem. How about this? And I would, I would say, Larry, that is brilliant. I would have never thought of that in a million years. And so that recognition of of, um, of diversity and that recognition of complementary skills and, and staying focused on helping people with what they want in their careers um, is really, um, it sounds altruistic, but in fact, it's, it can even be viewed as self-serving. And it, it helps everybody and it helps kind of the organization move forward and helps customers, et cetera. So that's in one context. Um, the other comment I'll make relative to this visibility in a larger company that started for me when I when I took a role of, of um, supporting customers and supporting customers that were having challenges and et cetera. Um, so at one point, I had all of the level one people and level two and all the product engineers for you know a pretty big business in 170 countries. And so you have a real opportunity to interact with people that actually use what you deliver to them and what you mm-hmm. produce. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very enriching. And you learn a lot um, and you get visibility in the organization as well assuming you can actually solve problems and, and make customers happier and more productive etc so those are the things that at least come to mind in your in your question Rupa
0: absolutely that's fantastic uh, that's just such a great uh, perspective to have and uh, almost uh, I think I'm gonna use it real time because I'm in a little bit of a stuck situation. So Hmm. I love that analogy. And I think I'm going to follow Larry's path there for you (laughs) with multiple (laughs) options going back because I have no dearth of ideas. That's fantastic. Last question I wanted to kind of uh, ask you is, um, what would you change or if any that you would change if I were to talk to Barry uh, 20 years ago? Uh, Hmm. Is there anything that you would change or anything that... uh, you would do differently uh, from what you've done? Uh, so. um, it's kind of a mixed answer. I mean, everybody okay.
1: has things they wish they would have done differently, obviously. And as you get older, you have more opportunity to contemplate that because it's mm-hmm. a longer timeline, obviously. Um, you know, after IBM, I joined boards, I became a CEO of a startup, and I wouldn't change any of that, even though okay. it was somewhat time consuming and not exactly what I had in mind when I quote retired. Mm -hmm. Uh, But an amazing adventure and required a very different level of skills than a a big corporation. Um, You know, a startup with just a handful of people was every bit as hard as running a business with 10 or 15,000 people associated with the business. Um, I think the only thing looking back on it that I wish I had done less of, but it's mixed as well, is travel. Um, I traveled somewhere between... 30 you know at least one or two days during the week between Ooh. 35 and 50 weeks a year for 27 years or so i've got like six million miles on american airlines <laughs> um, and it, it's a it's a rich experience it was always to almost always to customers or partners or or value-added resellers or channel partners mm-hmm. etc um, uh, but uh, but i missed a lot of my personal life i missed seeing my kids grow up as much as in retrospect, I, I wish I had been around more. Luckily, they've all turned out fine and great and have grandkids and lives of their own, etc. Uh, but that's probably the only thing is work-life balance and trying to figure out the hard work of balancing yes. your life because it's hard if you've got a lot of responsibility and people depending on you and in both of the dimensions. So that's probably the one area that I would be more introspective on probably.
0: Perfect, perfect. That's such a great close for our uh, uh, career elevations topic today. So thank you so much uh, for joining me, Barry. And uh, listeners, uh, please come back and uh, reach out to us at Touch a Life Foundation and uh, listen to Barry's story. And I'm sure you're going to draw a couple or more Uh, ideas or avenues or perspectives to think about for your own careers and for your own uh, positioning as an entrepreneur, as a corporate worker, or a startup um, idea for yourself. So thank you once again, and definitely listen to us on TAL Radio. Thank you again, listeners.